Blog Talk Hello, Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pigskin Pundits on this Wednesday, November 16th, 2016, Week 11, Midnight Edition on Blog Talk Radio. I am Mark Ferraro, pleased to be joined, as always, by my good buddy, Thomas Murphy, and the Murph Dog Man. It's great to be back, and most importantly, we both were victorious this past Sunday in fantasy football. Oh, absolutely, and uh, good to be here, Mark. And uh, got to give another shout-out to my boy, Marcus Mariota, man. He uh, coming through again. He's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and, yeah, it was nice uh, to pick up the win. I'm actually staying right there in the middle at 5-5 five and five within striking distance of the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, see how these next few weeks shape up. No doubt, man. You mentioned it. You're five and five. I'm six to four. We have a few weeks left to see how the playoff pitcher is going to shape up, but Tom is going to come right down to the end because, as we mentioned before, six teams make the playoffs in our league. Oh yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. Uh, yeah, and uh, it seems like I have Doug Martin healthy again. He's been out the whole year, but. Uh, Man, he really didn't do too much last week, but, you know, enough to uh, give me the victory. And I got uh, McCoy back from uh, the bye week. So, yeah, the bye weeks are almost over. So it might be uh, time for uh, some of these middle-of-the-road teams like myself to uh, really gain some ground here. Now, unfortunately, Tom and I were not able to do a show last week, but we still made our pick in our league on Yahoo. And, Tom, you did a very good job, nine picks right, as opposed to me. I only had eight, so you picked up one game on me. Oh, yeah, no, uh, you know, everything counts. And, uh, yeah, I was sorry we weren't able to do a show next week, but I plan to make up for it by getting every single game right this week. So I should take note. All right, man. Well, hey, let's get right into it. Mr. Murphy, who has made his proclamation that he will get every single game right. So let's kick it off. Why not, Tom? It would be the first, it would be the first time ever. First time ever I got them all right, so it's time yes, to do it. Yes, it will. So every, everyone who's listening right now, make sure you get a pen and paper, and every time Murphy makes a pick, you write it down and you follow it, starting on Thursday night, Tom, with a big NFC South matchup between the Saints and the Panthers. I'll go first. And, Tom, when you look at these two teams, what happened last Sunday, they lost in a pretty tough fashion. You look at the Saints with that blocked, extra point and then the Panthers Calvin Benjamin the ball gets stripped by Marcus Peters and they lose on the last second with the field goal by Santos but in this week Tom the team that I trust more are the Saints I don't care if they're on the road they're going to get the W they're going to win on Thursday 28 to 20 and the guy I'm looking at Tom to bounce back the rookie Michael Thomas in that game against the Broncos he fumbled twice, so he's going to respond on Thursday by scoring his sixth touchdown of the year. So, Tom, give me the Saints to beat the Panthers to start off week number 11 on Thursday night. Oh, yeah, no, I agree with you. I like uh, Michael Thomas to uh, bounce back from that game. So far, he's been far and away the best uh, receiver so far of the rookie class in the NFL, kind of quietly. I just kind of realized this a couple weeks ago. I thought Will Fuller was uh, kind of ahead of the bunch, but no, uh, Mr. Uh, Thomas from Ohio, the Ohio State uh, first year of New Orleans. 
uh, yeah, he's just been uh, doing really, really well. Uh, his numbers are great. Uh, probably not even a candidate for rookie of the year because of two uh, young men in Dallas. But uh, as far as the game goes, uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I'm going to. You say you trust the Saints more. I think I trust the Panthers more. Uh, they came out to a really uh, slow start this season. Uh, they've been re- really playing well, and they had that game in hand. But you know, Andy Reid and the Chiefs—they just always seem to find a way, and they were able to sneak that one out and get the uh, comeback win. Uh, it's in Carolina. I uh, just—I uh, just like Carolina to uh, continue doing well and actually make a playoff push. Uh, it's going to be tough for them for that since they had that horrible start. But I'm going to say Carolina wins this one uh, pretty nicely. I'm going to say 27 to 20. Yeah, see, Tom, I was going to ask you about the Panthers because, listen, they can't mess around now. They have to go on a run, like you said, if they want to make one of those two wildcard spots because, Tom, they're not going to win a division. That's going to belong to the Atlanta Falcons, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. They have a nice little cushion now. Uh, You know, all the other teams in that division just seem to be, uh, you know, are playing up to their level. And, yeah. It's their division to lose. But, you know, as far as the wild card goes, there's still seven games left. Anything can happen. I don't think Carolina's going to have enough in the tank to get it done. But I think they are going to make a push. You have to remember, they did go 15-1 and last year. Uh, they've been extremely disappointing. They have the tools in place to make a run. They'll just come short. And it's, but it's going to start this week with their victory over the Saints. All right, Tom. Now let's shift to the games on Sunday. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, Tom, they have lost four consecutive games, and they look to bounce back against the winless Browns on Cleveland. The floor is yours, man. Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, you probably can tell, like, the past few weeks, I'm just dying to pick Cleveland. I've actually picked them a couple times this year. Uh, Right now they're 0-10. They're due for a victory. It's not going to happen this week. Pittsburgh, they are just fuming over that loss and how they lost last week to the Cowboys, letting Ezekiel Elliott run for a 30-yard run with the untouched with like 15 seconds left. If I were a Steelers fan, I would have just been jumping through glass if that happened. But, uh, yeah, they're going to be angry. Uh, Big Ben he's, and uh, Le'Veon Bell, they're going to put on a clinic. And, you know, Cleveland, they're going to get their first win – Sometime this season, not going to go 0-16, but it's not going to be this week. Pittsburgh is just going to put a clinic on them. I'm going to say that they win huge. I'm going to say 35-10. to Yeah, definitely, Tom. Pittsburgh has too many weapons on offense that the Browns are not going to be able to stop on defense. I mean, Big Ben, look at the game that he's going to have against the Browns and Le'Veon Bell. And even Ladarius Green came back and had a few catches against the Cowboys. But, Tom, of course, my Jets lost on Sunday to the Rams, so I had to deal with that. And then I also had to deal with Big Ben doing the Dan Marino spike of all things to throw it in my face. Unbelievable, of course. And then for Cleveland, Tom, I couldn't believe on Thursday watching that game against the Baltimore Ravens that Hugh Jackson, for some reason, why would you take out Cody Kessler in that game? Now, they would have not won against Baltimore, but still, why would you put, replace him with Josh McCown? That made no sense. But, Tom, of course, I agree with you. Give me Pittsburgh to win 31-14 on Sunday. 
Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, Pittsburgh, man, they have uh, – what a fall from grace they've taken this season. They were looking like one of the top five teams in the NFL in the beginning of the year. Just looked like they could do no wrong, even without uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and, man, now they're uh, they're in, like, a losing record position right now. The Ravens are on top of that division. Nobody saw that coming, and, man, they're really, uh, you know, on that outside bubble of the playoffs, so they really need to get it together. And, Tom, I think Pittsburgh fans – will agree with this statement. Mike Tomlin, stop going for two-point conversions. He was 0-4 on Sunday against the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he certainly loves those. It's, uh, you know, you can pretty much tell if Pittsburgh uh, scores first, they're either going to be up 6 nothing or 8 nothing. Uh, I kind of don't get the logic behind that. And you know what? It hasn't been working too well for them. They haven't, uh, I mean, granted, they lost by more than two points uh, you know, this uh, week, but man, it's, uh, I just don't see the logic behind it. You do everything you can to keep yourself ahead and in the lead. And I just don't understand why the two point conversion is supposed to be for desperation and to keep you in the game, not as a, as a equal option for scoring points after a touchdown. This isn't college. I don't get it. All right, Tom, the first place Baltimore Ravens head to Dallas to face the eight and one Cowboys. And for Baltimore, they took care of business against Cleveland last Thursday night, winning 28-7. Thank you very much, Joe Flacco. I streamed him last week. He did very well, pulled up close to 30 fantasy points for my fantasy team. And, Tom, of course, every single week on the program, it's the weekly Mike Wallace update. Only had four catches in the <laughs> ball game. 59 yards, so he still got some yardage, even though only four catches. But we know that's what Mike Wallace is all about. And then for the Cowboys, Tom, what can you say? What an impressive win on the road. The comeback, seven lead changes in that game against Pittsburgh. Dak and Zeke doing their thing. Ezekiel Elliott already, Tom, over 1,000 yards. And we'll try to break Eric Dickerson's rookie record of rushing yards in the season for a rookie. But, Tom, I think the Cowboys are going to keep it going. They're going to win nine in a row. Prescott's the quarterback moving forward. No doubt, emotional press conference today from Tony Romo. But, yeah, give me Dallas to win on Sunday over Baltimore in the highest-scoring game, 27-21. Oh, yeah, you know, I mean, Baltimore, they really uh... – They've been playing really well now. They're uh, top the AFC North, uh, but they're just not going to stop Dallas this week. I mean, all, you know, we talk about Ezekiel and this amazing season he's having, but I mean, you just have to look at that offensive line he's running behind. They just, on that last play, they just, I think he even said, they just parted that defense like it was the Red Sea. He just, mm. there was, he went, he went untouched on a, with 15 seconds left. I've never seen anything like that in the NFL. Uh, and, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not saying I could do as well behind that offensive line, but, you know, I think I could probably, you know, squeak a 10-yard run every now and then behind them. But, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is fantastic. Uh, Baltimore, I don't think they're going to be able to stop him or Dak. And I think, uh, yeah, give me Dallas to win. I'm going to say 24-16. to 16. Now, Tom, I'm going to go in the other direction in terms of this and talking about Baltimore's offensive line and that's because their running game has been a no-show because two guys are hurt on the offensive line, okay? First of all, Yanyan, who knows how, he, you know, how long he's going to be out for, and then they just lost their left guard, Alex Lewis, who has a high ankle sprain. He's out six weeks, and they might have to trust the XG 
Jet, of all people, Vlad Dukas comes back to realization, <laughs> and he actually might have to start against, even though the Cowboys, Tom, their defense is not great, that's going to help on Sunday when you face Baltimore missing those two big pieces on their offensive line. But, yeah, Tom, Vlad Dukas is back. I know, yeah, I can't believe that name is still relevant in the NFL. I mean, yeah, out of UMass. I actually thought he was going to be good when you guys drafted him, what, the second round? And, uh, man, the guy's just been – he's been very lucky to be uh, cashing paychecks from the NFL for the past few years. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you do not replace, uh, let alone Alex Alex Lewis, but Marshall Yanda. He's about as good a guard as there is in the National Football League. And, yeah, yeah. it's going to be uh, whoever's going up against Ducasi is going to have uh, quite a field day uh, rushing the passer that day. All right, Tom, let's keep it going, man, with this one in Detroit, where the first place, yes, the first place Lions host the 2-7 and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. Tom, are the Lions going to keep it going on Sunday? Yeah, you know, while uh, we were texting earlier today, and I was just uh, saying, I mean, I knew that they were – not having a horrible season, but Detroit right now with tiebreakers, they are in first place in the NFC North. I don't think anybody saw that coming up, you know, by week 10 of the NFL season. Uh, You know, I don't think they're as good as their record indicates, Um, but, you know, hey, they get a treat this week with Jacksonville, and I like them to uh, stay atop the NFC North. Uh, Jacksonville, you know, a lot of people, I I picked them to win the AFC South in the beginning of the year. They they look like fools, uh, pretty much as a lot of teams have so far this season, but uh, yeah. Give me, uh, give me Detroit. Jacksonville just doesn't have it. Detroit's going to win this one solidly. I'm going to say 26 to 14. Yeah, really, Tom. The only positive in that game from Jacksonville, even though they lost to the Texans 24-21, was for fantasy purposes that Allen Robinson finally did something well. He had over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown. The fantasy owners were happy about that. But the Lions, Tom, two weeks ago. They were on the bye last week. They beat the Vikings on the road in overtime with that great touchdown reception by Golden Tate. But, Tom, the guy that I'm going to watch moving forward, and you used to, you used to have him on your fantasy team, and that's Eric Ebron, who for back-to-back weeks has led the Lions in receiving yards. 14 catches in his last two games. So if you need a tight end this week, Tom, You could do a lot worse than Eric Ebron, especially at home. But, yeah, Tom, I agree with you. Give me the Lions to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 22-13. Yeah, you know, Eric Ebron, uh, I'm glad to see him finally coming around. You know, uh, two years ago when he was in the draft, I was hoping, you know, that maybe the Bills would draft him. Of course, we moved up to take Sammy Watkins. Uh, I just thought he was the real deal. And it took him a while to get going. But this year he's kind of finding – you know, finding his footing, and he's, you know, turning into a very solid uh, tight end in the NFL. And, yeah, when you back to Jacksonville, you mentioned Allen Robinson. You know, I have him in my money league, and uh, it was nice to see him actually put some uh, points up because I was actually able to win that and move to 5-5 five and five in that league, too. So, you know, hey, I'm just, staying, uh, I'm just staying right in the middle. I'm pretty much in fantasy. I'm like the Buffalo Bills. Like, I'm pretty much uh, on the outside looking in, but I don't go away. I just uh, – I'm there, and then I'm just setting myself up for heartbreak, you know, come playoff time. Ah, uh, well, hey, you know what? You can't count the Murph dog out 
when it comes to fantasy sports because even though he's 5-5 five and five right now, only a few wins he needs to make the playoffs, especially in the money league, which I'm telling you, Tom, pay more attention than ESPN. Let me slide into the playoffs easily, and maybe I'll face you. You never know, Tom, because every se- it always seems like in fantasy, we always play each other when it comes to the playoff time. Yeah, we really do, and I'm trying to think. I'm not sure if I've ever beaten you. I'm, I just don't think it's ever happened. Even in baseball. I would have to, I would have to check the record books, but I think you yeah. might have beaten me one time. I, I think you have. Okay, maybe. I, I would be thrilled if I have, but no, I usually tend to expect if I play you in, uh, in the playoffs that I'm just going down because that's just, uh, you know, history, history dictates that. Well, I'm just hoping once again this year, whether it's fancy baseball later on or basketball or even football, that we meet up once again. Again, you're listening to the Pigskin Pundits. On Block Talk Radio, I'm Mark Ferraro. He's Thomas Murphy, and we're running through our Week 11 NFL picks. So, Tom, let's keep it going with this one. AFC South matchup. The Colts host the Tennessee Titans. And, Tom, what a show the Titans put on in Nashville against the Packers, beating Green Bay 47-25. to You mentioned Marcus Mariota on your fantasy team. He's been sensational, along with Delaney Walker. But, Tom, also, like Eric Ebron, you also had Rashad Matthews, who in his last six games has six touchdowns. And now this week, because Brandon Marshall's on the bye, I'm starting the number one receiver in Tennessee against that Colts defense. Thank you very much. And with the Colts, they were on the bye last week. But two weeks ago, they won on the road against Green Bay. And you know what? I picked the Colts early in the season to win a division. That's not going to happen. I believe in this Titans team, this offense, especially DeMarco Murray, not only does he rush for touchdowns, but he also throws them to Delaney Walker. So you know what, Tom? Give me the Titans to win 30-23 to over the Colts. Yeah, you know, this was a uh, tough one for me. And, uh, you know, back to uh, all these Tennessee weapons, uh, you were kind of, uh, you know, you had made mention that I had drafted in our league so many Arizona Cardinals because I was thinking, yeah, you know, that's a safe bet. That offense is just on fire. But uh, who would have thought if somebody had drafted, you know, three or four Tennessee Titans on their offense uh, that they would probably be favorites in every week because that offense has been so dynamic. And you can talk about, you know, DeMarco Murray, Delaney Walker, especially Marcus Mariota, but a lot of the credit has to go to that offensive line, which is, you know, almost getting to Dallas level. That offensive line, which was a liability for them the past few years, is actually becoming a strength, and they're absolutely one of the top five offensive lines so far this season. Uh, Taylor Luan, of course, did something stupid and got ejected, the, uh, this past game, but it didn't matter. Uh, he's averaging one of the top uh, left tackles in the entire NFL, probably just right behind Tyron Smith so far this season. And the rookie Jack Conklin out of Michigan State, eighth overall pick, uh, he's been a rock there at right tackle. And, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, Mariota and Murray, they're really reaping the benefits. Uh, but, yeah, Indianapolis, they're going to benefit from the uh, – from the bye week, I think this is going to be a close game. And, you know, Indianapolis, they're, you know, I don't think they're going to give up yet. But Tennessee, they're just playing so hot right now. And I think they're just, uh, 
they're riding really high off that win against Green Bay, and I think they're going to squeak this one out. I'm going to say that they win 28-24. to 24. Now, Tom, I know the last thing on your mind right now is thinking about next year in fantasy football, but as we know, our league, you get to keep two guys. And I don't think this is crazy what I'm, what I'm going to say right now, but I think there's maybe a good chance that your two keepers going into next season are Marcus Mariota and Delaney Walker. You know what? That is a very uh, that is a very strong possibility. I almost think Marcus Mariota is a definite, uh, especially in a two quarterback league. Um, you know, Delaney Walker having a great tight end like him would just be a nice relief, and then I could just focus on other positions. You know, I'm also not counting out uh, even though he gets injured a little too much as Mr. Lashawn McCoy. You know, I mean, granted he's approaching his late 20s, which is a little bit on the old side for a running back. But, you know, hey, when uh, McCoy plays, he's always, uh, you know, he's always a force. And it's important to have a great running back in uh, these leagues. I know from all my other leagues where running backs are just, you know, disappearing because of injuries and bye weeks. And I'm putting in players that nobody's ever heard of uh, starting at running back. So, you know, I'm going to have a decide. I can guarantee you Mariota right now is a lock. Um, but yeah, I think McCoy and Walker might be battling each other for, uh, for that. DeAndre Hopkins, who was my first pick, uh, he just can't get the ball enough. So I'm not even considering him. Now, Tom, speaking of LaShawn McCoy, your Buffalo Bills return to action this Sunday on the road in Cincinnati against the Bengals. Of course, Tom, you could go first with this one. Oh yeah, you know, hey, we're at four and five right now. It's uh, definitely not where I want to be, and what a heartbreaker we lost uh, last Monday night uh, to the Seahawks. You know, we played we played our hearts out. You know, we made a lot of mistakes, but we were in it till the very very end. Uh, defense, you know, we were able to get the pressure on uh, Seattle. You know, we were able to move the ball a little bit, but of course we just came up short and Russell Wilson just decided to have his best game of the year against us. Of course, that's the way it has to be. Uh, you know, one advantage for us going against the three and three and six Cincinnati Bengals, I recall, uh, is that we're on a 12 day rest where Cincinnati, they just played last night. So they're only going to be on a five day rest. That was something the schedulers I think may have overlooked. So um, hopefully we're going to be very nice and healthy. Uh, Cincinnati, we have not done well against them the past few years. So I'm definitely nervous about them despite their record. But I have a feeling we still, we're not out of it. We're going to play hard. Our schedule is pretty favorable for the next seven games. And like I said, like with me in fantasy, the Bills, they're going to, you know, they're not going to pull the plug on me just yet. They're going to keep me hoping probably up until the end and somehow miss out on the playoffs. But I think we're going to move to 5-5, five and five and we're going to beat uh, Cincinnati. I'm going to say relatively ha- handily because we do not win close games. That is one thing that's mm-hmm. a fact. Uh, you know, uh, if we win, we win by more than 10. So I'm going to say that we're going to win 27-14. to 14. Well, Tom, you know what? I have not done this a lot with our shows this year when it comes to your Buffalo Bills, but I agree with you. I am picking Buffalo to win, but unlike what you just said, I do think it will be close. I think it will be tight, but I'm going to give you the edge to win by three, 20-17. The only thing that I'm really concerned about, Tom, in this game is how are you going to replace the great safe, the great center, I should say, 
Eric Wood, who's now out for the season with a broken leg. Yeah, no, that's definitely uh, that's definitely a cause for concern. Uh, you know, we put in Ryan Groy uh, uh, in the game uh, last week, who isn't uh, who isn't even on the uh, depth chart as a center. He's a guard because our backup uh, center, Patrick Lewis, he's been injured too. So uh, that's definitely a cause for concern. He's such an integral part of that offensive line that's been really good. Uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely a cause concern and as far as I know I think Ryan Groy is going to stick with it um we didn't sign anybody that I know of so uh yeah there's just uh throwing caution to the wind and let's uh hope uh hope everything works out for the best the Buccaneers are on the road this Sunday against the 7-2 Chiefs who are by who are by the way 4-0 at home at Arrowhead the Buccaneers took care of the Bears they defeated them 36-10. Jameis Winston, two touchdown passes in this game. But what, what made Tom happy, and he mentioned this earlier, was that Doug Martin returned and had a touchdown run against Chicago. And the Chiefs, nice road victory, bounce back, come back over the Panthers 20-17. to And the one thing to keep an eye on last week in that game Jeremy Macklin did not play, which meant all the carries went to the rookie receiver out of West Alabama, Tyreek Hill, who had 10 catches in that game. Travis Kelsey, hello, I traded for you two weeks ago. You better start having some catches and some touchdowns. Otherwise, that trade is not going to work out for me. But one thing to keep in mind, Tom, in this game, one guy who's been very good the last three weeks, has a touchdown in each game. We mentioned him a few weeks ago, and that's the former Harvard Crimson, Cameron Bright, who's been pretty good for the Buccaneers so far, though it is a tough matchup against that Chiefs defense. So keep that in mind, like I said. But you know what, Tom? Give me KC to win at home and make it 5-0. and They'll beat the Buccaneers 19-17. to yeah, you know, if you look at the AFC playoff picture right now, uh, Kansas City is in that number two spot for uh, the bye, and they actually have the same record as the uh, Patriots right now. Uh, I mean, I think the Patriots are going to end up with the uh, best record in the AFC, but hey, wouldn't it be something if the Chiefs ended up being the number one seed? They can do it. They have, they have a lot of games against their divisional foes, which, and of course, that division is very tough, but uh you know, they're playing as good as any team in football right now. And just the fact that they were able to come back down 17-3 to and win 20-17, to that's just a testament to Andy Reid. And he's, you know, I praise him every show. I think he's one of the best coaches in the NFL uh, in history, uh, even that. Uh, yeah, I like Kansas City to that home this week. Their defense is playing well. They're going to be getting Justin Houston backs uh, eventually. But uh, there's been a guy uh, you may have noticed who's been really picking up the slack for him in sacks, who's actually tied for the NFL lead with my boy Lorenzo Alexander, uh, D. Ford out of Auburn, who was uh, you know very silent his first two years in the league and has completely uh, burst onto the scene this year. So, uh, yeah, definitely look for him. But uh, I like Kansas City to win this one. I'm going to say 24-13. to 13. All right, Tom, keep it going, man. The Bears travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the Giants. And, Tom, when you look at the G-Men's record, they're 6-3, and three, and they have the Bears this week and the Browns next week. So if you look ahead, they could easily be 8-3. and three. 
You could go first with this one. Oh, yeah, 8-3. and three. It won't be enough to uh, take over the Cowboys. But, uh, yeah, you got to look at Eli Manning. He had those three touchdown passes. And he even ran for four yards. There's a friend of mine who uh, might be listening right now who really loves uh, watching Eli Manning run. So I hope uh, those four yards were appreciated. Uh, but, yeah, I don't give the Bears a chance in this game. The Giants are playing as well as any team in the NFC right now, uh, save for the uh, – Say for the Seahawks and uh, Cowboys, of course. That defense is playing uh, top notch. Uh, I like them to win this one big. I'm going to say 31 to 31 to nine. Bears won't even get ten. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom. If you look at it, the Bears are a mess right now. You know, color is not very good. Alshon Jeffrey's now suspended four games for PED use, so he's not going to come back until December. They really have no weapons on that offense. Who knows if Jordan Howard is really hurt or, is he, or isn't he? And then the Giants, they keep winning, man. That defense is getting better. They're coming alive late in the game. You look at Landon Collins and what a star he has become. Took a major step forward this season. But, Tom, I do agree with you. Give me the Giants to win 24-16. I personally would avoid anybody on the Bears this week. Somebody, a receiver, I guess because Alshon Jeffrey is hurt, you could look at Cameron Meredith, maybe Eddie Royal, but that's asking way too much this week. I would avoid it at all costs. But, Tom, yeah, give me the Giants to keep it going, man. Yeah, and I do have to remind our listeners that uh, the last time you suggested maybe plugging in Cameron Meredith into a game, that I think he got one catch for 12 yards. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, just throwing that out there. You know, you just never know what to expect with him. You know what? I knew Tom was going to bring that up. You're right, man. That <laughs> happened a few weeks ago on Thursday night against the Packers. I plugged him in. The next thing I know, what, Friday morning, he had one catch. So I'm not going anywhere near him. But maybe he'll prove me wrong and have a nice game against the Giants secondary. But I highly doubt it. Now let's keep it going, man, okay? Another team that's been reeling as of late and is desperate for a win in the worst way, and that's the Vikings, Tom. They're home hosting the Cardinals. I said thank you to Joe Flacco. I have to say it's hilarious Fitzgerald. What a heck of a game against San Francisco. 12 catches for 133 yards, 18 targets. Yes, 18 targets in that game. And for the Vikings, the big story, Tom, is that they released the veteran kicker, Blair Walsh, he could never recover from that missed kick against Seattle. He missed four extra points this season, so he's gone. And in his game time, very tough for me to decide, but I think the Vikings are due to win. They're at home. The Cardinals are traveling all the way to Minnesota for a 1 o'clock game. So you know what? Give me the Vikings to win and snap that losing streak. Oh, man, you know, uh, this was another hard one to pick, you know, because uh, both these teams are just not, at this point, are not what uh, the ex- I mean, Minnesota, they started off 5-0. and They were the last uh, undefeated team, and they have not won since. Uh, Arizona definitely is not the same team they were last year. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, hope is not lost for them, but, yeah, they need to uh, win games. I know that they're still a good team and that they can do it. So, you know, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Arizona to win this one. They're going to squeak it out, uh, and I'm going to I'm going to give them the victory. I'm going to say 27 to 21. Now, Tom, I'm still going to go most likely 
with the Vikings defense this week, but they have not they have not played well. I would say probably the last four games because they have only averaged 19 points in four games, nowhere near what they did earlier in the season. So I think in most leagues' time, you're probably still going to start the Vikings defense, but just be cautious that they have not played well as of late. Oh, yeah, you know, and um, I'm going to go with Arizona's defense in this one too. I think uh, I I like this matchup. and I just don't feel like plugging another team in. I maybe could look at uh, the Giants, but I just have a feeling someone has already picked their, their defense up. I mean, that matchup just looks fantastic against the Bears. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I got, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm, deba- I'm debating it, you know. So uh, I guess I'm throwing that out there now for everyone in our league who's listening. So, uh, you know, and I'm probably way down on the waiver wire. So, eh, you know, just throwing it out there. All right, Tom, now we're going to go to the 4 o'clock game, and I'll let you go first with this one, and it's going to be much watched now because of the decision, finally, that Jeff Fisher made. We were all waiting for it. Jared Goff will make his first career start at home against the 5-4 and four Dolphins. By the way, Tom, Miami has won four consecutive games. Uh, yes, I am uh, all well too aware of that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like I have to give, you know, I – the Dolphins, they're they're right up there with the Patriots for my most hated teams. I just their success is absolutely just gnawing away at me. I hate it. But uh, mm-hmm. man, that's uh, like I got to give credit where it's due. Hayes, uh, I think, has done a really good job with this team. Uh, he's really brought Jay Ajay is uh, he's been getting it done. You know, he's had more than a hundred yards in his past three games. Uh, Two hundred in uh, two of those games, and I just oh man. You know, five and four. I hate that they're above the Bills in the standings. I mean, of course, in the division and the wild card. But I just, I just do not like this matchup. I, I could not with a straight face pick the Los Angeles Rams in this game, especially with Jared Goff, who uh, obviously was inactive for so many games because he had a putrid preseason. And uh, I think this is going to be a rude awakening for him, even though it's at home. I really hope I'm wrong in this game, but I'm giving Miami to win this one. I'm going to say 17 to 10. Our scores are very similar, Tom. I have the Dolphins winning 14-10 over the Rams. And you mentioned the yeah, hey, you know what? Low score. Am I giving, game, the, no am I giving the Dolphins? Am I giving the Dolphins more credit than you are? I can't believe that. I guess so. Yeah, I just think it's going to be low scoring, and plus that Rams defense is not as bad as people think. Listen, they play the Jets, so of course the Jets are not going to score that much points with Bryce Petty as the quarterback in his first start. But Aaron, obviously, Aaron Donald is a beast, and like you mentioned with the Bears defense, keep in mind with. The Dolphins, okay, they play the Rams this week and San Fran next week. So that's not a bad option, too, in week number 11. But you mentioned Jared Goff making his first NFL start. And, Tom, one guy that you picked up Sunday morning who had a great game against Darrell Revis, the former Rutgers receiver, Kenny Brett. And if I'm you, Tom, I know it's Jared Goff, but I was still playing this week against the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I plan to, uh, you know, he does, uh, he's definitely a big target there in, uh, you know, Los Angeles. I keep wanting to say St. Louis, but I, that's so wrong. He's a big target there now in Los Angeles, but, uh, yeah, you know, and you mentioned with the Rams defense, they are very solid. Uh, they've, um, they've given up, uh, less than 10 
10 points in, I think, three games so far this year. So they're, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're definitely uh, – the defense can get it done. But I just uh, – the offense, just not seeing Jared Goff being that successful. And I think Miami's just going to find enough. Like I said, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Jared Goff has his first NFL victory against the Dolphins, and I will be laughing so hard at Ryan Tannehill and entire Miami Dolphins base. <laughs> well, well, Tom, in this matchup, the Patriots, okay, are on the road facing the 1-8 San Francisco 49ers, a game that we hope we get wrong, but I don't see this happening. The Patriots are going to roll 43-14. to Tom Brady, okay, in that game, in that game against Seattle through zero touchdown passes, the same as you and me, that's going to change, no question about it. Whether or not Gronk plays, you heard one report, he has a puncture lung. The other report, he doesn't. So monitor that situation before Sunday. But, yes, Tom, no doubt this is going to be a blowout. San Francisco has no chance. Uh, yeah, I'm not even going to really waste time with an analysis here. Uh, yeah, New England's going to win. I'm going to say 41-17. Yeah, coming off that loss to Seattle, they're not. They wouldn't lose to San Francisco under any circumstance. Uh, but yeah, it's just uh, yeah, they're gonna just they're just gonna roll. This is gonna be like a bye week for them. I hope I'm wrong because imagine if San Francisco won this game, that would just be the ultimate. But I, it, it will never happen. It just won't. Sometimes, sometimes we make predictions and we're like, whoa! I think like with the uh, Steelers Dolphins game, we were like, oh, no chance, and we were wrong. This one, I think we can both safely say San Francisco has absolutely no shot of winning this game. All right, Tom, you're on the clock with this one. The Seattle Seahawks seem to be peaking at the right time as they host the 5-4 and four Eagles. And by the way, on a side note, Seattle, later t- earlier today or earlier tonight, they released running back Christine Michael. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's news to me. Man, that's, uh, that's definitely a big one. Uh, but, yeah, this is um, like a Seattle, man. They're just getting it done. You know, first it was with their defense, and the past two weeks it's been their offense. I, uh, I did not think Seattle was going to beat New England. I did pick them in our picks just because I, I just had to because I was thinking if there's a team that can beat New England at Seattle, I just didn't think it was going to happen in New England. Uh, but, man, and I saw them against Buffalo. I mean, I, you know, despite that uh, loss. And also I do have to add, I'm sorry, I'm going all over the place. Richard Sherman, I think – People know I've talked very highly of him in the past. Uh, that is completely out the window. I will never say any nice thing about him ever again after what happened a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's neither here. That's neither here nor there. Uh, but uh, Seattle will win this one. They'll uh, they'll get it done offensively. Carson Wentz is he. You know he'll probably get. Uh, no, he'll probably get some good plays in there, but it will not be enough. Uh, in my other league, I am going to plug Seattle's defense in here. I like them to get a few picks. Uh, but, yeah, give me Seattle to win this one. I'm going to say 24 to 15. Give you an odd score there. Wow. Our score is once again very similar. I have Seattle winning 24-7. And the reason, even though I'm so surprised by it, that they got rid of Christine Michael is because a great play lately of another Tom acquisition, C.J. Precise, the <laughs> yes. rookie. And by the way, Thomas Rose is expected back on Sunday, so people who stashed him for that long, just be aware that he probably will come back 
against the Eagles on Sunday. Now, Tom, Sunday night football, Packers, a team that desperate in need of a win against the 5-3-1 Redskins. I'll go first with this one. And the Packers, their defense was a complete no-show against the Titans. You give up 47 points? Come on. You can't be doing that. Even though Devontae Adams, like Jay proving me wrong week in and week out, he had over 100 yards receiving. And for the Redskins, nice victory against the Vikings, 26-20. To keep in mind this week, okay, running back position, the new running back in Washington, the lead guy is Robert Kelly, one of the top waiver wire claims of the week, the rookie running back from Tulane. He's a sneaky play this week against the Packers defense who gave up a chunk of yards to DeMarco Murray. So you know what, Tom? Give me the Redskins to beat the Packers and for the Packers to go under 500, 25-24. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, uh, we should also remind everybody, not that they need this, that Robert Kelly is no uh, – He's no DeMarco Murray, but still, you know, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's getting it done. And, uh, but yeah, with this game, I would have never thought like looking at this game a few weeks ago that I would ever pick Washington to win this game, but I just have to go up. The Packers just seem to be finding ways to lose and they are just not, they're just not the same team. I mean, you see uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's still throwing for 300 yards a game. He had two 100 yard receivers last week in Adams and my boy, Jordy Nelson. Uh, But uh, yeah, Washington, they just seem to uh, all those teams in the NFC East this year, man, it's, they're really having, they're really fighting it out with the AFC West for the best division this year. Uh, But yeah, uh, give me, give me Washington to win this one. I'm going to say it's going to be a tight one, but they're going to squeak it out. I'm going to say 26 to 23. Now, Tom, I will let you conclude our picks for week number 11 with Monday Night Football between the 7-2 and two Raiders hosting the 6-3, and three, I can't believe I'm saying that, Houston Texans. Uh, yeah, I think I may go out on a limb and say that the Houston Texans are the worst six and three team out there in the NFL mm-hmm. and the worst division leader. I think, uh, eh, you know, I might even, yeah, them and them and the lions. I'm going to have to say that, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're fighting it out. Um, yeah. Oakland, they've just been playing so well lately. Uh, they're coming off the bye that I believe. Yeah. They're coming off the bye. And yeah, this game. This must uh, remind everyone that this game is in Mexico City, so uh, I mean that could definitely have a effect on the travel of these teams. But uh, yeah, just straight up, you got to give me Oakland in this one. I really, I, I don't know who to root for in this game, just because uh, I mean I might want to go with Houston because they're a division winner, and I'd like Oakland to fall down a little bit. So maybe if the Bills, you know. Uh, you know, get things going that they can be a little more in contention for a playoff spot, but uh, I don't see it happening. So I'm going to bet with my brain here and I'm going to go with Oakland to win this one. I'm going to say 31 to 20. Yeah, man. We'll keep the agreements going. Give me Oakland to win on Monday night, 28 to 18. Tom, my man, thank you very much for joining me on the program, making our week 11 NFL picks. We'll definitely keep in touch this weekend. Thank you again, and good luck with the Bengals on Sunday, okay? Absolutely, and enjoy the bye week. It's, uh, I guess I can say it's much deserved. Well, it can't come soon enough, man. It can't come soon enough. Thank goodness. But, Tom, 
Thanks again, my man. I really appreciate it, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your week and all the Week 11 NFL matchups. Just a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mark F. Ferraro. Murphy is at Murphy TB. Also, check out our new Facebook page, the Pigskin Pundits. Look it up, like it, comment. Thank you very much for that. Thanks for listening to the program. You don't know how much we appreciate it every single week. And as always, don't forget to tune in next time to the Pigskin Pundits with your hosts, Mark Ferraro and Thomas Murphy, only on Blog Talk Radio.